Hey, uh, Scatman, the Game Master. Sk Stinky the Game Master here. Sorry, I, I got the walk-in pneumonias. Uh, Stinky the Game Master here. Hey, don't forget our Facebook page. Don't be a dum-dum. Go to facebook.com slash we talk games our old new old we talk games page for our facebook so go to we talk games instead of wtg podcast if you don't you're gonna lose my walking ammonia here we go good idea Salutations, everybody. This is Wiggly. I am part of the We Talk Games team with the Arcade Weekly by Arcade Weekly of We Talk Games. We Talk Games Video Power Magazine and Arcade Weekly bring it to you, brought to you in Skillivision. Skillivision. It's just like television, but it's a name that they decided not to use for the Odyssey because it sucked. <laughs> and guess what? This month is it's Pack month. I'm Kyle Von Kubik. Yes, it only took about 100 years, and we're finally on the telephone. Yes. Skype, it just works. Remember oh that? God. Throwback. Then we tried to do it through line. I like that, but mm -hmm. you had to hear me through my uh, Microsoft camo vision. It was kind of funny because can you hear me online? Have I got a line? And I am online. Yes. <laughs> so everything happened like that there, then there, then there, then then there, then. Yeah. Everything's working so perfectly now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's get into this Bible it's story. It's 30 at night, and it's <laughs> November. <laughs> We're recording this. I'm going to undate the show. Okay. I'm really into that Veronica Mars. Yeah. How about okay. her? Pretty sexy, that Veronica Mars. I'm glad she's finally in college. Because last yeah. year she was still in high school, but now that she's in college this year, I can say that she's hot. Show dated, avoided. I think she's on the cover of AARP now. <laughs> I'd do her. Okay, let's talk about the game that we're going to talk about. It's brought to you by Skillavision. Actually, it was the name Magnavox was going to go with. I didn't the know this. Yes. That's terrible. Skill-O-Vision. Yeah, Skill-O-Vision. Wow. And uh, when you say it fast, it sounds like something that comes off your dick. We don't feel well. Yeah. I'm going to dock and get my Skill-O-Vision scraped <laughs> off. Yeah. So, tennis was the sixth game, I think, for Odyssey. And uh, Ralph Bear said, oh, we didn't know. All we had to do was stop at six. And uh, when he opened up, odyssey box and he said 
about a thousand cards fell out and what did he say like a, a pencil and paper or something like that and he said this is never gonna work <laughs> in regard to the the console itself yeah when when he found out that magnavox wanted to put all this other stuff in it right like he, the, he the was, overlays well and, no he was okay he was okay with the overlays oh, okay. but with all these notepads score and, cards and the yeah. <laughs> and a deck of cards and things like this he was like <laughs> he was like oh boy <laughs> at least he knew there goes my invention aware. Going down the tube. Let's talk about today's game. Was box chasing other box or (laughs) bouncing box toward box? You know, there was a lot of trust involved with the original Odyssey. Ralph Bear, rest in peace. But every game on that fucking system was Pong and just some weird variation of Pong. Hey, let's not forget that one box was larger than the other box. Okay. (laughs) All right. And now the Odyssey 2, almost every household had that. I didn't. And crickets. I had it. So suck it. Suck it, Skillovision. Skillovision. This is Pac-Month. We're supposed to be talking about games that were inspired by Pac-Man. We are. Yeah, not games that were inspired by... Skillovision? Tennis for two in the brown box. Well, bippity-boppity-boo, today we're going to talk about... Dream Shopper from 1982. Who made this? I'll tell you what, it's not, again, I'm, I'm repeating, it's not a gender-specific board game put out by Milton Bradley. <laughs> not to be confused with Dream Phone or Dream oh, Mall. Yeah. This was put out by Sanaritsu, which I believe this is the first game we've ever discussed by this company. Oh, good. You'll have another thing to look up on our In The Can web sure. app? Yeah, that's what I do. WeTalkGames.com slash In The Can. You can check out all of the many games we've discussed previously. Only on the Arcade Weeklies. Correct. Because if we tried to fit oh, <laughs> all the games we talked about on one episode, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would it would be too many pages to load and your browser would blow How up. How many times would Prototype show up? Prototype. <laughs> So this game is, of course, in the maze chase genre. Uh, I think it would also be classified as a puzzle game. Mm. And it came out in 1982. Mm-hmm. And it sure looks it. So two years after we get uh, Pac-Man, right. we have 1982's Dream Shopper by Skirenti Doodoos. Scrotum Doodoos. Sanritsu. 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 Yes. Oh, yeah. Sanritsu. Sanritsu-san. Very famous for his shopping abilities. Now, Wiggly, teach me yes. how to froggy. Well, let me tell you this. Put it together and what do you got? An acid trip. <laughs> because <laughs> this game is fucking weird. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Let's toss the T.T. Schmootkins real quick right. to tell us about the hardware and the, uh, other things that you might want to say about it. Hello. I am Titish Kmutkins, and this is Titi's Snap Stabs. <laughs> Dream Chopper was released by In Sanritsu in by 1982. The game uses the same board hardware as Pac-Man, a Z80, running at 3.072 MHz, but with a general instrument, AY-3-8910, running at 1.78975 MHz for one channel, mono, audio. The display used a vertically mounted, 
Raster Monitor. The game allowed for two alternating players with a maximum number of two players. Besides the blockbuster hit, Dream Chopper, Sanritsu was also known for Rujin, Mahjong Qjidii, and the creatively named, Space War. That's like naming your rock band, Live. Good job goofs, try googling, Live, why don't you just name your band, Bing, then you can, Google, Bing. Fucking idiots. Someone at Strategy Wiki thinks the enemies in the game look like a distant precursor to the Pikachu from the Pokemon series. They're a fucking idiot too. <coughs> this titty's snap stats has been brought to you by Flonagen's habitual limb oil. You know, limbs, for the kids. Hangul syllable go, Hangul syllable mab, Hangul syllable sube, Hangul syllable knee, Hangul syllable da. Now, more of the We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine Pack Month, Waka 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 Waka. And we're back. So right. let's talk a little bit about making mechanics. Of course, Pac-Man came out in 1980. We sure. had uh, Crush Roller came out in 1981. Oh, okay. So these, That's a good This is a year before Dream Shopper. We had Kicks, Okay. we bring up a lot. And kicks now, plays into this. Does it? Yes. Okay. Because I think that the enemies that are after you play more like the shit that's after you in kicks than mm. they do in the guys that are after you in Pac-Man. And also, okay. you're not on any type of path in this game. No, you're, you're just not. Wandering around like a fucking jackass. And you're not locked into this perpetual movement like Pac-Man either. You have control of your character, your sprite. Your Mario. Yeah, he's not just walking forward. If you don't move, he stops. Indeed. Donkey Kong also came out in 1981. I bring that up because you play as Mario. <laughs> it very much looks like Mario. And I did mention Crush Roller from 1981, and uh, that's because in this game, you are trying to turn things different colors and in Crush Roller, you're trying to paint things different colors, although in Crush Roller, once again, you're on a maze. So right. this is not necessarily a maze-based game, but we've, we've talked about other things that weren't necessarily tied into mazes, like, uh, oh, streaking. 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 So streaking. streaking is a type of game like this where you're just free-flowing around. So yeah, you're not you're, trying to put clothes on in this You're very game. much snapped to a grid on this. Mm-hmm. And this sort of madcap game design is something that I would have came up with as a seven-year-old looking <laughs> at a Scrabble board, you know, with all these right. metrics of points and, well, there'll be fruit in the center <laughs> and goblin monster robots will chase you. Indeed. And the fruit in the center is, is the most like Pac-Man, I think. In the same year, 1982, we also had Kangaroo and we had Blueprint. Oh, wait. Um... I do have another making mechanic, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I'd like to add it into the mix because it actually predates everything that you've discussed so far. Okay. And that's Minesweeper. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. What year did and that come out? Like the 60s, mm. believe it or not, with the big mainframe computers. <laughs> People are familiar with it through Windows, obviously. So sure. you think about it the same way as... You're exploring this grid and trying to figure out where the safe zones are. And 
while Minesweeper is definitely more oriented into there's more hazards on the field, this game does have hazards as far as pits and eventually bombs do show up. There is this sort of mechanic where the character digs like Heineco Alien, mm. but instead of digging a hole to trap aliens into, he's actually flipping, I don't know, cards or, or the grid space to <laughs> yeah. purchase the points. <laughs> But you're not actually purchasing anything. You're just no. claiming the points. But if you claim the points over a bomb, you die. And if you fall into a pit, and the pit is distinguished from the rest of the, the grid. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the pit, but let's talk right, about right. what came out the same year. Uh, Would you at least agree that Minesweeper kind of a making yeah. it for this game? Okay. Yes, except if Minesweeper was the game memory that you play as a child okay. or as an adult. It's like memory with a minesweeper setup and checkers. It's like it's like memory on checkers, uh, who done it, <laughs> and mystery date and mystery phone, yeah. dream phone. Let's talk a little bit about them. We will talk about those fucking holes as well. As you mentioned, you flip tiles, so you're this little Mario guy. And there's four passageways. You're confined to one screen. Yeah. So it's a one-screen game, much like Pac-Man, much like a lot of these games that came out, Crush Roller, Donkey Kong, Frogger, Blueprint, Kicks. They don't scroll Single anywhere. Single screen. Right. Single screen. You go out one side, you come up the other. In Pac-Man, when you go through one hallway, is that what they're called? Hallways? Sure. <laughs> you come out the other hallway. Uh, yeah. What was that presidential game we played? I'm sorry. By Sega. Yeah, I'm sorry by Sega. Yeah. That is such a good game. Hard as hell. This game is hard as well, but and it's nothing like uh, I'm sorry, but no. I am sorry that we had to play this. Yes. <laughs> I mentioned Bibby Bobbity Boo because that's the... That's, <laughs> Sanritsu did not know that you could not use other people's music. Not at all. And that, that's going to be an ongoing theme this month. Oh, true, true. Yeah. That's what all video games did in the beginning, though, didn't they? Like, Camptown Races and all that shit. Yeah. So. You're a guy that looks a lot like Mario. You look like Mario, and in each round, you're trying to reach your pressing Wait, goal. Wait, there's more than one round? <laughs> <laughs> in each round, you're trying to reach your pressing goal. That is your objective, to reach your pressing goal. And your pressing goal is different for, on each level. Yeah. In fact, the other levels that are in between these checkerboard levels, you don't really have that pressing goal to meet. You're just trying to give some shit to a princess. Right. We'll talk about that. So basically, you have this giant grid, and they blink on the screen. It's actually kind of long. They blink on the screen what all the little squares have as far as point values, like yes. a scooter or a shoe. Or I don't know what the fuck these things that you're supposed to be shopping for. They don't look like anything. Bag, yeah, I mean, purses. when you yeah, when you turn everything over, it's a it looks like a shopping bag or a purse, mm -hmm. and the color of it is associated with the metric of that point value for the tile. Oh. So there's tiles that are worth five hundred, two fifty, uh, fifty points, or a hundred points. 
each of those metrics have a different color associated with them. Now, what I couldn't figure out and what I was referencing at the top of the show was occasionally a, a frog will jump out of the bag <laughs> and run across the grid and then flip over the tiles for you. That's you. You turn into a frog. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on in Well, this what game. happens is... I'll explain that to you, but first thing, when you mentioned about the fact that there are different colored point values for the purses, and later on, there are like scooters and shit, <laughs> and you flip yes. those over, uh, even though, I mean, it's a very, very basic drawing of a scooter. It's, it doesn't really, I think that's what it is. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, even for 1982, <laughs> these graphics are pretty ugly. I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird game design and i'm going to tell you exactly what it is after i get to these two points okay first of all you're mario i mentioned that many <laughs> many times you're in case you didn't hear us the first five times but the fact that you have red yellow and blue booby trap one of my favorite games as a child booby trap that's mm -hmm. the game that i told you that had would have these little circle things and each colored circle thing would be of a different size and the circle things had a pull stick on them, so you could try to now, pull these out. Which booby trap, colored, circly things. Of course, you're referencing areolas. Areolas of different of different shapes and sizes. <laughs> there's the puffy nipples. There's the oh, uh, the pencil I, erasers. I, I don't know why I'm saying that. Yeah. And then you got the silver dollars. All different types. Pepperoni nipples. You got the whole thing. Baloney tits. All oh, that. No. <laughs> So what you do is you set the booby trap beforehand, which is this very tight spring on this wooden board that when you let go, you <laughs> turn your fingers into purple popsicle sticks. <laughs> but they tamed it down you know, after uh, people realized that you shouldn't kill children with your toys. Sure. Yeah. But when I had it, it was just all wood and sharp corners and dangerous, and I it loved it. Spray asbestos in your face. It was wonderful, booby trap. So that's booby trap. That's the one thing I want to mention. Now the froggies. Pluck your magic twanger, froggy. Froggy. <laughs> what happens is when you open your magic bags of bags and you turn into a frog because your character disappears, so you must be that frog. True. Your frog's the same color as the purse. And what happens is, as he jumps over shit, he'll turn over the same color purses in yeah. the line that he jumps. So well, now you why don't... Why and when does that happen, though? Why and when? Why do you turn into a frog and start jumping around? Because I thought, okay, I need to hit three or four of the same color in a row. Mm. So I tried that. No frog. No. But then I hit a 50-point yellow square, and then frog is jumping around. Yeah. It's called magic. Oh, it's okay, gotcha. My wonderment of this game was probably tamped down because of the frustration I felt towards this game. Wonderment. Yes. You don't understand. When this was first storified, they storified it in such a way that it was a whirlwind of storification. <laughs> you dick. Also, Legos come into play in this. Each level, you say, oh, you got to get 1,000. You got to get 10,000 pressing points. You got to get 10,000 shoppings. Yeah. 10,000 shoppings. This is your dream. Your, my big dream is to do 10,000 pressing shoppings. Yeah. Somebody's dream it was. I don't know whose. <laughs> 
But then after you go on from that, the next level, that's when it does get into a maze. And by the way, your enemies are these... Goobers. <laughs> yeah, they're just these goober things. They're kind of like Moblins from Zelda, but two colors. But they have like the same bulldog, floppy ear look about them. I was going to just say they're Muppets. All right, I'll or, go with Muppets. Or Fuzzy Blobs. They are blobs, yeah. They're definitely blobs with flappy ears. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> poorly rendered sprite. They're Most like, other poorly rendered sprites. Try to anthropomorphize this blob. <laughs> Before I go into the other stages, let's talk about these fucking holes. Okay, yeah. Two blocks out from where you start and two blocks out from each side of the doorways that you go through... There's this brown hole, and right. it is so faint yes. that you need to... You gotta up the contrast or adjust the contrast on your screen to see them very well. I think you need certain types of goggles. <laughs> you know those goggles that it would be red, and then you could see the secret message? Yes, yeah. Because <laughs> they'd Drink block out the... Routine or something, yeah. yeah. They'd block out the blue. I think you need some type of special goggles to where to see these holes. So my strategy was to always try to build a square area around the hole there. So I would know to not try to step in there. Right. And these goblins are tenacious. Yeah. You are never faster than them. Nope. And they are very hard to fake out. Although sometimes they're quite dumb. They're very hard to fake out when they get on you, and you can't do head fakes or anything. Like, it's trying to head fake it, like in football. <laughs> sure. Piece of the problem, too, is, as we've discussed, it's not a maze. It's a, it's an open grid yeah. with pits. So there's not the benefit of having walls to put you between the enemy mm-hmm. like there is in Pac-Man or Ladybug or, or any of the games that really, you know, uh, locked into that maze type portion of me or lock and chase is a good example too you don't have the the barrier between you and the enemy so i believe in the early stages you have even three on the board and they will surround you and you're kind of just trapped yeah i thought i had four but uh maybe i had mine on a, a little bit different difficulty or i'm just remembering it wrong because yeah, your dip switch is set to pro. <laughs> you try to go out one doorway to escape a, a guy. The other people yeah. already know he's headed towards the door while this guy's chasing him. I'm just going to start going over there before he even goes through the door. Yeah, they again, are- this is going to be an ongoing theme this month. <laughs> There's a little, little baddies being fucking dicks. Yeah. What's funny about a game like this is we play a lot of arcade games, and I try to put myself in the mindset that I've walked into an arcade, I have a handful of quarters. Am I going to keep plunking quarters into this machine? Mm -hmm. And the answer with Dream Shopper is no. (laughs) No, I would not. But the princess. (laughs) Yeah, but Scarlet (laughs) O'Hara. Doesn't matter. I didn't even see that screen. I mean, on my research, I I saw that screen. But seriously, I couldn't get past the first round. It's very difficult. The ten thousand point metric. It was very very pressing, and it wasn't happening. (laughs) Well, the more you play it, the more you'll be able to get through the first screen without dying. And it's rough. It's rough. But then the levels after that, you will die at least once during those 
alternating checkerboard areas, as we right. call them. Although they're checkerboards that you can step on anything. Sure, and the game places a fruit in the center, and when you collect the fruit, you become, I guess, invincible for a short period of time where you can actually touch the baddies and get points, and it will reveal the board briefly for mm-hmm. the point metric. Yeah. But I thought that that was the goal. I thought the goal was to get that fruit. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And it's also it's kind of like the mechanic of uh, Mario Brothers with the POW block, where if you keep hitting it, it eventually goes away. It does. And then it's not there anymore. Right. And let me tell you, if you want to try to eat the bad guys after you hit that, good luck. I mean, they see you running towards that. Yeah. They start they bo- scattering they bo- like, yeah. I, like these fuzz blobs, they know what you're going to do right? <laughs> when you're like three squares away from it. Oh, they're so cheap. So once you get your pressing goal, then you yeah. are treated to another level. The first level, it looks like a bunch of Lego blocks with C's in the middle. Now, I don't know why there's C's in the middle of Neither these blocks. Yes. And they're of different colors. And you will find that the bad guys will be going around these different pathways and that's where it sort of reminds me of i'm sorry a little bit except it's not as fancy and you're at the bottom and at the top is a castle with your princess on this area of white and the perspectives are all fucked up because you have some (laughs) things that are like flat and you're looking top down and there's other things that are completely sideways and maybe there's something that's three-quarter view i don't know it's an ugly game (laughs) it's very odd basically you try to make your way through the paths and along the path there might be i don't know four pieces of shit that you could pick up like a ring or whatever and you and you walk by it and and they're not even in the path they're on the side of the path but yet you pick it up without having to touch it and then you go up and you try to take it to the princess when you get up there a whole shitload of bells start ringing that's why i mentioned kangaroo oh okay Uh, um, plus the fact that later on in levels there's actually a donkey kong level except there's no barrels and there's no hammer but you're going up these white paths that look like ladders with these other color pathways that alternate between the white ladders and the things that look like platforms. So, yes, and then right after that, I was going to say it was Arabian, but I think Arabian came out in 83. So, so the only thing I could really draw from it was Kangaroo in some of the tree levels and stuff because, oh, you know what? It might be one of the other levels of Donkey Kong because it's the pathways that look like, oh, no, it's straight up the middle, I think. That's why I thought it was a kangaroo. So it's straight up the middle, but it looks like these conveyor belts. That no longer are there C blocks in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's just these rubber bands, like huh. like straightened out rubber bands going up. And then uh, level seven is where I crapped out, and that is Swan Lake. You have to try to use dowsing rods to figure out <laughs> which little block to stand in so that the uh, the bad guys will go around you. And, of course, dowsing doesn't work, so you usually get killed. Uh, so, but that's exactly what it is. It's just this big, like, blue lake area. And there's a couple other colors in it, but really it's very hard to figure out what square... The bad guys will walk around. And that's sort of what you have to do. You have to hide in there. So, you know what? Also, heavily rips off Metal Gear. (laughs) (laughs) 
Especially when you have the pack of cigarettes and you're like, what do I do with this pack of cigarettes? No, but it does not rip it off. But you do have to do some sneaking. I have feel asleep. <laughs> Oops. Uh, what was that? Uh, burp, by the way. Fell in the bog hole. Yep, it's true. So, Dream Shopper, basically that's it. Every alternating stage, you try to reach your pressing goal of things to shop Wait, five out. points. Yes. Nobody's playing this game. You know what, pal? Yeah. I'm going to play this game. Really? See, yeah. I, I can't recommend this game. You know, I've completed a new Raspberry Pi with a 64 gig card. Okay. Because I built one for my buddy. Based on a game available for him to play, his dream <laughs> shopper. No, no, I put very little main games on there. Mostly, almost, I got Wonder Swan working. I got PlayStation One working. I have Dreamcast games working on there. Oh, nice. There's only a few that you know will work well, like uh, Choo Choo Rocket and stuff like that. 2D right. games. Uh, I had the Saturn working, of course doesn't work so i took that off but you get to see the opening saturn screen just like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that shitty shatter effect that everyone was using from adobe's after effects on their uh, sega logo that opens up the saturn but uh, i have um the Amiga working, I have Apple II, of course the PC Engine, and then the PC Engine CDs, everything. Jaguar, uh, yeah. I don't Jaguar. have the Jag CD working, and some Jaguar games don't work very well. And, well, you know what? All you need is Tempest 2000, the rest of the games can go fuck themselves. And plus, uh, the games didn't work well on the Jaguar because they right. mostly sucked. Yeah. You know, you, you get, where did you learn to fly? It's so sad because you know I was a huge Jaguar supporter, and the poor two people but it was teams. Only because of Tempest Two Thousand. No, no, no. I Alien versus Predator and Tempest yeah. Two Thousand. Right? But wait, Trevor McFur and the Crescent Galaxy was supposed to be the pack in, but then they changed it to Ultra Vort. Not no wait, Ultra Vortex came out later, which is, is a fighting game that I love. Well, uh, what was the name of the game that uh, that they Cybermorph? I think yeah, Cybermorph yes. was the pack in, and I, so I played Cybermorph for a long time. Is that the one that said that? Maybe yes, it yeah. is the one that said that. Yeah, and you know that was a, <laughs> so sick as as your Atari Jaguar. Do the math. <laughs> yeah, I did the math, and Star Fox blows it away. <laughs> Trevor McFur was yeah. like Atari's answer to Star Fox, but the characters were uh, cut out of the pages of zoo books. It was it was not a pack-in, and I had to pay $60, because these games oh were $60. And when I got it home, it's a shooter, by the way. It's a side-scrolling shooter. And there is zero parallax anywhere. <laughs> I mean zero. Like, you see all these really neat colors and all this great artwork and everything and you're like this is gonna be so fucking cool and nothing moves it's like you're shooting over top of a placemat but if you're a furry you might dig this game a lot i don't think anyone dug this game but there were also some other good games like iron soldier although that looked like you know pretty basic blocks it was actually a good game alien versus predator you mentioned um 
there was actually Valdesir's skiing, I think, came out, which was okay. You know, it was okay. Cannon fodder. I can't remember if I played Cannon Fodder first on there or on the 3DO. I think I played it first on the Jaguar and I loved it, but you can't you can't say that came out for the Jaguar because that came out for everything. You know, what computers. about Missile Command 3D? Uh, that was unfortunate. <laughs> that was unfortunate. There's Missile Command 3D. There is also what a new Defender. Defender 2000 was a first-person yeah, perspective a shooter. Yeah, <laughs> with polygons. You had Raiden, which looked just like the arcade, which was great, mm-hmm. as long as you liked playing games from 20 years ago on your <laughs> $400 system. Didn't um, have, uh, it had Doom, right? It had Doom, but I didn't yeah. p- play that. <laughs> once again, it was stuck for uh, you, I think. Yeah, once again, 100-year-old games. A right. super, super Burnout was good, and I'll tell you what. I love Riding Hero for the Neo Geo, and the Neo Geo is my second favorite video gaming system. Uh-huh. And I love Riding Hero. Riding Hero, you could play on two different screens. There's only two games that came out for that. I mention this all the time. You can use your Neo Geo link if you have two Neo Geo systems in your home and, and two and televisions. <laughs> and two televisions. I did. Remember, I did have them, and I did have two TVs, and you would use a regular standard RCA audio cable, mini jack, and that would connect to the two game packs together. The games themselves, those giant cartridges, had RCA plugs on the top of them that you would connect the game packs to one another, because you needed two riding heroes, or you needed two league bowlings. And then you could play Riding Hero against each other. Now, Riding Hero was not as good as Hang On, but that two-player thing made it kind of neat. But Super Burnout was actually very, very good. It had that odd parallax going on that a lot of Sega games had, except it was more high-res. So I was very Mm. impressed with uh, Burnout 2000. Fight for Life, couldn't wait for that to come out. After I played Fight for Life, I wanted to fight for death. (laughs) <laughs> because I wanted to bite a lead pipe and jump off my roof. That, oh my God. I have stacks of fact things that I would print out from the news groups and everything right. that said about how it's going to, this is so much better than Virtua Fighter because this, that, and the other. And uh, don't even try to look that up because you, you might want to kill yourself just looking at the game. <laughs> There was also Power Drive Rally, which I really liked, which was like, uh, geez, what was that? Road Rally for the Neo Geo, which is also a very cool game. And these are top-down games, and they're very neat racing games that get overlooked a lot. Let's see, what else came out for that that I cared about? Uh, Kasumi Ninja? Yeah, of course. Of course. White Man Can't Jump, of course, came out. That was really... Was that terrible for everything? A dragon, the Bruce Lee story. What a great tribute how to was, Bruce uh, Lee. How was Breakout 2000? Uh, once again, uh, uh, good, not right? good. Yeah, yeah. They, they really tried to make it happen, and they didn't. Ruiner Pinball were two pinball machines that could have been pretty good, and unfortunately, they were not. But there was a game for the Jaguar CD, well, Iron Soldier 2 came out for the Jag CD, and that was great because it actually took the original Iron Soldier, which was very rudimentary, and put a little bit of textures on it. Now, it wasn't still wasn't great, but Iron mm. Soldier, for some reason, I felt like was I was in a giant mechanical monster. 
uh, or Robit, I should say. And also for that was Baldies. Baldies came out <laughs> for the Jake CD. I remember that being a fun game. I can't tell you what happened in it, but I think it was like half puzzle, like Lemmings, and a little bit like Cannon Fodder, and somewhere around there. But um, very odd game, and uh, so that was <laughs> wow. That was analog. That. <laughs> That was disgusting. Yeah. Well, imagine how it was here. <laughs> that, was, that was for fight for life. Uh. And brutal sports football that came out, and it was so so fucking jaggy that it was near impossible to play. And second, the mutant penguins. A lot of people like that as well. Well, now that we talked about that and wasted Other so much time, I don't know why that happened. Yeah. Why That's what happens t- on this show. Why did we talk about Jaguar? Because Dream Shopper sucks. <laughs> but Dream Shopper 2000 for the Atari Jaguar <laughs> would have been great. Yes. Now is the time for our one-sentence review. What is your one-sentence review for Dream Shopper? Remember, when plunking in your quarter for Dream Shopper, all sales are final. Once again, our, <laughs> for some reason, our one-sentence reviews no longer review the game. <laughs> they're they're one-sentence like, comments. Dream Shopper fucking sucks. <laughs> How about that? You like that? That's why I thought every one of Keith's one-sentence review was going to be. <laughs> I don't think anything will beat Far Out Chucky's. Sean is, Baby? Yeah, Sean Baby. This is the best game. <laughs> what? What? What is <laughs> this this is the best game okay here's mine ready for my one sense review for dream shopper mario mario pac-man Bomberman, donkey kong take some shit to the princess bibbidi bobbidi boo a fucking frog <laughs> all right those Talk were all magic twang <laughs> pluck it pluck it very good on describing this game. But yeah. basically, really, that's what's going on. <laughs> All those things. And yet, you know what it reminds me of? What? Total Carnage. What? How? Not that good of a game. And supposed oh. to be about <laughs> winning things about money. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's it, right? Yeah, that is it. Okay. Hey. hey. Yeah. I love Pac-Month. Come back next week and hear another game for In- Pack Month. Waka 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 waka. Wait, let's see. It says here. I hope you like us. Bye bye.
Now me. Gary Warren in my current gender glitter on my face. Gary Glitter. Why do they still have the sound of explosions in space? Snow. They games. Even though the vacuum of space. You might not recognize me with this right arm. Not in the casing, did it so uh, intestinal problems? Intestinal problems. That was from last week. I forgot to meet that town. After 11 years in podcasting, I still make mistakes. Cause it's been seven years since my last vacation. Uh-oh. several people being delivered from the classmate bag so this is from us we do with a child some type of a learning okay. disability we've seen many many well. children healed we've seen midgets grow we've seen arms and legs that stop growing because the growth cells that stop i don't make this stuff up i don't make this up either <laughs> yeah yeah i do oh, oh your magic twanger froggy <laughs> 